And greatest episode of the yes. podcast. We are back at the Bachelor Pad. We are back at the Trap House. We are back at the Crackden. And we are back. We're back. It's been a hell of an off season, buddy. Yes, it, it has. has. We've we've had our off season. Yeah. How how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling refreshed and rounder, that's for sure. I'm feeling <laughs> yeah. really good. No, I, I needed the off season. And I guess when we ended things uh last season. Um, which was only a couple months ago, I think. Yeah, it, yeah. It's very condensed now. Um, I was like, it's probably not going to be an exciting one, you know, because not much was happening mm-hmm. throughout the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect. And we were blessed with one of the best off-seasons we've had in a very long time, drama-wise. So, yeah. Okay, I was oh, like, I where the fuck's he going? Because I thought this was a I quiet off-season, which really helped, so we yeah. could take a bit of a break. But no, you're right. No. It was filled with... Silly young kid drama. Oh, and I love it. I love it. I know, like, Draymond especially, he's just like, he hates the drama. He came out recently and it was like, I kind of, you know, when you flick on basketball television, you don't actually learn about basketball. Yeah. You learn about the drama. And I get that. I would yeah. love to learn a bit more because we just watched the cat video where he was streaming and he was breaking down his preseason game. Super, super informative. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, stuff I, I really I appreciate that. Some, some and we don't there. like praising Cap, but I, no, I did yeah. appreciate this. Um, I really appreciated that. We've, <clears> we've always said there are no bad players in the NBA. Correct. You know, as much as... Do you know how good you got to be to suck at the NBA? Yeah, exactly. Um, but then the other half of that is, at times, you know, I, thank you, Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons, for one hell of an off-season. <laughs> it's still going. Like, to them, they don't know that the season started. That's the funny thing. You thrive off this drama. I love it. And, like, I when I see, like, something pops up on Reddit or when I just hear about it, I know, like, you're holding back from texting me. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely. holding back because I don't want to talk about the drama at all. And you are, yeah. like, it fuels your flame. Adam and I text about it a little bit because he's obviously not on the pod. You should be, Adam. Yep. Um... But I, I adore it. There's not too much I want to say about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, just please get your shit together. You're an idiot. Yeah, get um, the jab. Get Just get the jab. The, my issue, just quickly with Kyrie, is he, he stands for something without standing for something. Yeah. And that makes zero sense for me. Um, but that's more boring to talk about. Yeah. I want to talk about, just quickly, because we I want have to, get the to talk about... I want to get the off-season out of the way. Yeah. So we got to talk about Ben Simmons. This one we actually have to talk about. Kyrie yes. one, it's sort of like... Get the fucking job. He's just, he's letting his team down. He's letting the community down. And that one isn't updating. That isn't yeah. like an, a constant ongoing thing. Well, no. the Ben Simmons one is. So we do got to touch on it as much to my I best. To. I want to. So me being the the story bearer of, of this great nation, mm-hmm. let me start you off. Are you going to recap it's, the it's whole... It's a playoff series. It's a playoff oh series. Oh my God. Right? So if you didn't know anything, <laughs> if you were living under a rock, just about to no, run it down I'll wrap it up pretty quick. Playoff series happens. Ben Simmons shits in his diapers. Yeah, shits the bed. Forgets how to play uh, basketball altogether. I've never seen a man forget how to lay up. Um, And then, you know, the crowd turns on him. The fans turn on him. uh, Doc turns on him. Embiid turns on him. You know, lightly, though. You know, there's no more games to play, so there's only so much shit you can get yourself into. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Clutch comes out, says, you know, we don't want to play for Philly anymore. 
and that was to be expected, I guess. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm Ben Simmons, and this is the thing with, with the Ben Simmons situation is after Doc throws me under the bus and bead and, and whatnot, the fans you can obviously tell aren't happy with mm-hmm. you for, for, you know, objectively having a shit series. I can see <laughs> where I wouldn't feel comfortable. Anymore, 100%. You know? 100%. I screwed up. But the way that they've reacted makes me feel uncomfortable. So I, I get that. So it was kind of 50-50. And I think Kenny yep. Smith put this in a really good way where it was kind of 50-50. But then Ben Simmons just kind of takes it to another level. And this is the part where, like, if you're defending Ben Simmons, I don't know how you are. The fact that he just thought he could get away with not showing up for training camp and, and training altogether. Yeah. Is just absurd. Even before preseason started, just yep. not showing up for training and training yeah. camp. And then we were touching on this last... We did an episode last season, I believe it was, about Andre Iguodala when he was traded to Memphis, refused mm-hmm. to have anything to do with the Memphis team, despite being under contract. Yeah. And we said this was starting to get to a bit of a tipping point with player empowerment. Yeah. We're all for player empowerment, but at a certain point, when do we say, you know, this is enough is enough. You know, yeah. you're under contract. Yeah. We've traded for you. You signed a contract. Memphis wanted Iggy to help with their young guys. They, you know, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, John Morant, Triple J, they have a bunch of this youth talent mm-hmm. just oozing. And Andre Iguodala wanted nothing to do with that. He's in his tail end of his career. He wants a title run. Refused yeah. to even go to training yeah. camp. And that was a bit much. I mean, that's why I'm no longer really s- supporting Andre Iguodala for it that. Was, it was a shit move. Shit move. And then we see this, and we, we've seen shit moves, you know, with Anthony Davis, James Harden, mm-hmm. um, many players before. It's, it's yep. not the first time, but this is the first time I can recall since my time following the NBA where we have a situation like this with Ben Simmons. And this is why it's such a big deal to me. Um, and, and the hard part of all of this, so he burnt the bridge. Yes. He didn't, he wasn't speaking with anyone. He randomly shows up to the training facility to get the jab and bounced. Or, 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 or sorry, not to get the jab, just get the protocol. Yeah. Get that checked up and bounced. Didn't tell anyone. Even Doc didn't know about it. He was going to inform Woj. I'm like, what's happening, Woj? <laughs> um, it's such a shit show there. The hard part for Ben Simmons was showing up to training. Mm-hmm. That's the hard <clears throat> part, right? If I've given you shit, the fans behind me are giving you shit. There's a barrier. That barrier is just showing up. Yeah, and that's the hardest part, is he breaking that, that barrier. Yeah, he did show up. <clears throat> and what did he do when he showed up? Well, the first day of training, he was he was taken easy, had his phone in his pocket the whole time. And if you can run around, shoot with your phone in your pocket, you're not. You're not running around and shooting. You are, you're taking it easy. Mm-hmm. And then day two or day three, he was refusing to do drills. So Doc said, get the fuck out of here. Go home. Yep. Like the, <clears throat> this is the part that I don't understand out of, out of all of this going on. Like I said, I understand where Philly's coming from as an organization and a fan base. I understand where Ben Simmons is coming from. I don't understand in Ben Simmons' brain where I'm going to do the hard part but not do the easy part. Once you're there, just play. Yeah. Just train. You're good you, at you've basketball. You've gotten past that barrier, like yeah. you said. is a great, but all NBA talent Ben Simmons is. And for some reason, just failed at the easy part. Um, so I, I don't know what's going on. Um, and now he's come out and made a bogus excuse. His back has got tightness. Um, and now saying Clutch has come out and said he's not mentally ready to play. I think 30 minutes ago, before we started recording this, I read an article. Um, apparently 
uh, he's actually finally met up with Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, and and, and uh, I believe it's Maury, and he's actually told them face to face that I'm mentally not ready to play. So that's out of this whole scenario. This started from that playoff series where yeah. he shit the bed. He has not spoken to anyone. This is the first time he's spoken to anyone from that organization since that playoff series. It's insane. It's wild. Do you remember what I texted you the other day? Because <clears throat> I was on my way to work and I saw a news headline when I was getting a coffee. It's like Ben Simmons when he got sent home. I texted you saying, what a way to tank your career. Yeah. And, 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 and building off of that, because you're absolutely right. You know, we just said Ben Simmons is an all-NBA talent. One of the best defenders in the league can guard one through five very yeah. easily. Very switchable. Um, has the vision of an elite point guard and we don't know if he can shoot because he won't shoot. He could be a great shooter for all I know. But the issue now is does a team want to take on this mental um, instability? Yeah. You know, that, that's the biggest thing. We've, we've had issues with, with players before, you know. It's not the first time we've had issues with players and coaches, things like that. <clears throat> I mean, the Pacers, the, the Pacers team hated their coach. Mm-hmm. The the Atlanta Kings, team hated Lloyd Pierce. Atlanta, you know, it's Dallas. It's not, this happens, right? Yeah. They humans are going to clash. You're not always going to mm-hmm. like your coach. Yep. But a situation like this, where all you really had was a bad series, the person to blame right now is Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. The the Philly organization did not blow this up. No. Ben Simmons, Doc Rivers, everyone in that organization was like, um, you know, we haven't spoken with Ben. We've attempted to reach out. I've mentioned this multiple times off the pot as well. Like, I guarantee the team is trying 100%. to reach out. And the team is admitted to that. And those vets as well. Danny yeah. Green's a vet. Yeah. He's, he stated openly he's tried to reach out. And nothing from Ben Simmons. So this is on Ben Simmons for being blown up. Mm-hmm. There, there's that saying where, like, Doing nothing is doing something. Yeah. You know, that's... Decision through indecision. Exactly. And that's what it is. Ben Simmons thinks that being silent, doing nothing is going to get him his way. And it it really has blown up in his face because, you know, these contracts, uh, you know, can be pretty crazy, you know, but we've seen John Wall get moved. We've seen Westbrook get moved multiple times. Yeah. Um, so contract is well. Yeah. Contract isn't end all be all. No. Um, despite being on a max deal. He's got 150 mil, four years left. <clears throat> um tied up for yeah like basically a whole deal and the fact that i've just said great deal 150 million four years okay um all nba talent mm-hmm. and i don't feel comfortable trading anything for him correct i'm in the same boat it's just it's his mentality now that i'm worried about if this is what happens when there's a small fire mm-hmm. What happens when there's a big fire? Because no one on that team came out and verbally, you know, bashed him, threw him under the bus. None of that. There were like some sneaky things, but it was just after the playoff series. Everyone yeah, was frustrated. emotions are high. But no one. No one said, no, nah, get him the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, no one said anything like that. Um, and he, hadn't, he hasn't had to put up with the fans in person since because he hasn't played a game since. Yeah. Um, so it's all been on Ben Simmons and the fact that, like you said, such a small thing in the grand scheme of things, he's blown up. It's just ridiculous. And I'll, I'll stand by Charles Barkley on this. I think Charles Barkley is one of the realest people we know in the, in the sports world. And I'll, I'll never refute anyone for having, you know, mental health issues. I, it's always one of those things that doesn't discriminate, right? Goes, 100%. Regardless of your class, where you are, 
you can always suffer from that. <clears throat> you know, I thank you to Kevin Love and DeRozan for always being a face of the league for that. Um, but it doesn't mean I can't say I expect you to be a better basketball player if you're earning $150 million. 100%. And Chuck said this recently when he was speaking on Ben Simmons. All anyone was asking for you was just be a better basketball player. Yes. You're earning $150 million, be a better basketball player. That's all it was. Yeah. And he didn't want to do that. He He's not the face of the organization. No. It's, it, Joel Embiid is. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a heavy load to take, being the face of an yeah. organization. Yeah. But he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's so... And I'm not going to say it's easy, per no, se. No, But his situation with his peers and the competition he's going up against, his decision should have been easy. Yeah. Just get better. Try hard. Everyone says this. Philly, from day one, if you're a Philly fan, all we expect from players is try hard. Yeah. We don't care if you go five for 20. As long as, as you're long taking... As long as you take 20. Exactly. Ben Simmons is taking two. Yeah. Sometimes shoot or shoot. Not. Yep. And even if you go one from 10, yep. you took 10. Yeah. So to wrap it up, because obviously we, we're we not fans of how this whole thing has, has blown mm-hmm. up because Ben Simmons, unfortunately, is the blame now. Yep. It's not that 50-50 that it once no. was. He's really... It's 80-20. Yeah. You can still place some of the blame yep. early on on Philly, yep. but it's been blown out of proportion. Yep. It's been dragged through... It's been dragged on and dragged through the mud because of Ben Simmons. Absolutely. So. Because like... Obviously, it could have been handled better initially by Philly's mm-hmm. front office and, and, and players in general, but they didn't make it worse. No. It's Ben Simmons. Like you said, Ben Simmons dragged it through the mud throughout this whole time, and he potentially has, you know, now, it's like, what do you want to trade for him? You know, CJ McCollum is always a name that's being thrown out, and I think CJ McCollum would be a great trade for Philly, but now I don't know. Like, after I've seen Ben Simmons just kind of buckle completely mentally... Over something this small, I actually I like that trade. Actually, it's it's not a bad trade, right? Yeah, like theoretically, I think it helps both on teams. paper. It should help both yeah, teams on paper. <laughs> but, but yeah, Portland are always in the eye of scrutiny. They're a great team. Multiple fifty win seasons, made it to the Western Conference Finals, and they're still shitted on all the time. Yeah, and I can't imagine trading CJ McCollum, the second best player we've had for a very long time. For Ben Simmons, hoping that this will get you over the hump. And if it doesn't, is he going to buckle again? Yeah. That's the thing I'm worried about now. It's not his... I think it's going to be a fine basketball player. Yeah. Just no, it's if, not. It's not. It yeah. has nothing to do with his his talent or his mm. potential or his ability. And that's... that's right now. That's you know? the hardest thing to work on, man. Yeah. The it mental really is. thing is absolutely toughest. And like... Yeah. It's like Michael Beasley, right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Michael Beasley for the moment. His talent is fucking incredible. It's insane. But it's his brain. And he couldn't always do what the coach wanted. He mm. couldn't always keep it together mentally. And same with like Kevin Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Mentally and stuff off the court. It's not a talent. It's mm-hmm. this. This is the hardest thing to keep in control for humans. Yep. And Ben's struggling with it. He's struggling And he's with making it, it so much know? worse for himself. I know. That, that's the thing. Like I, People are trying to reach out. That's the thing. It's, it's the fact that he's actively ignoring everyone. He's not helping and himself. He's not. You know, and I want the best for Ben, you know, especially as, you know, you and I are both Australian men. Australian. That's it. Um, we, we had high hopes for Ben, you know, right now it doesn't look very bright. Well, we're humans first. I know. We, we say this a bunch I on just, the pod. We're, sort of, we're humans first, basketball yeah, fans second. Always going to support him. But uh, right now, I guess as, you know. If You're being a toss. Being a basketball fan. <laughs> it's pull tough. it together. Yeah. Pull it together. Because no, I, 
no matter what GM I am, if I put myself in each of the 30 teams, I don't There's want Ben red Simmons flags. right now. It's yeah. red flags. Yeah, I can't imagine myself giving up an important piece I have for someone this unstable. Yep. Um, so that about wraps it up it's unfortunate. for me for Ben Simmons. Yeah, if you, if you didn't know any of the Ben Simmons stuff or really wanted to hear it, we've touched on it. We probably won't touch on it again until there's a big resolution. If it's just going to be back and forth, yeah. we might. Well, like I said, he, he touched out, he uh, reached out today yep. on his doing, which was really good to see. Yeah. Um, Mori did say that he does want him for the long run, which I think is just to get his value up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Mori's um, smart. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that whole fiasco. Thank you. Like, get your shit together, but thank you for a phenomenal off season. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you've kept Josh <laughs> entertained and you've kept me it. annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> but now that all the off season, off season drama is done, we talked about most of the off because most of the off season trades and signings happened mm-hmm. before we finished last season. Mm-hmm. So we've touched on most of the off season yep. happenings and the NBA season has started back up again. Yep. And the, the beautiful thing about that, because Ben Simmons and Kyrie kind of, just a big melting pot of the entire offseason. Like you said, most of the big things, trades and moves happen kind of before we ended our season mm-hmm. or right when we ended it. Um, and now we just get to talk about the basketball, which is happening now. Yes, which is incredible. And that, that's the thing I love. Did you get to watch any of the openers? Um, I didn't get to watch any of them in full and just because I had a packed week at work. We had yep. a super busy week. So I've watched some highlights of the games, but mm-hmm. I didn't get to watch any of the games before. Okay. You did get to I watched. I watched quite a few games. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch the fourth quarter of the Bucks-Nets uh, opener. That's the highlights I watched the most of. Yes. Um, so Giannis is still obviously Giannis. I, I, he looks better than last season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His form um, looks so much smoother. He, he looks really, really good. Um, so does Kevin Durant. Ooh, um, that man! <laughs> But uh, my, this isn't, a, that series wasn't especially a great one for me to watch. It's always hard to watch Brooklyn right now because you know they're technically not at full power. And it's going to be somewhat weird feeling in that locker mm. room. Yeah. No. Um, but that that's going to be fun seeing how, if KD can finally, you know, somewhat lead a team. Yep. Because um, I still think Kevin Durant has some proving to do um, for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um. And obviously, you know, coming off a championship, the, the Bucks are looking hot. Yep. Um, but the the one series that uh, I did want to talk about, because I'll, I'll go back and forth because there have been a lot of games that have happened and the order's a bit all over the place. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any of the Golden State Clippers game? <laughs> I watched one man's highlights. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I got to talk about him. And I know I spoke about him last year, but it hit me last night when I was taking some notes. And I'm like... Steph's almost mid-30s. Yeah. He's not going to be in the league for much longer. Yeah. I need to appreciate this man. Yeah. So I'm going to spend some time on the pod every now and then talking about the greatness It's of Steph very Curry. easy to appreciate him. It's He's so likable. It's not that. He's so also just so good. good. So good. You so, Like you said, yeah, he's mid-30s. Mm-hmm. But does he play like it? No. no. So please, I, I urge you, if you haven't watched this Golden State Clippers game that happened, I believe it was yesterday... Go watch even just the the highlights. Curry had a perfect first quarter for 25 points. 25 points in the first quarter. Nine from nine from the field? Nine from nine, five from five from three. Was insane. Um, Pulled away pretty quickly from the Clippers. But I do have to give praise as well before I move on to to talk about more Steph and, and Golden State as a team. Paul George looked really freaking good as well. He looked like prime 
like oh, yeah. OKC Thunder, yep. third MVP, Paul George. Like he looked really, if, really like you could lead good. a team with this Paul George. Yes. If this is the Paul George Clippers fans, if this is the Paul George that you're getting day in, day out, you are ecstatic. You're looking good. It doesn't yeah. matter if Kawhi is out for, for the when, whenever Kawhi comes back, it's yeah, it's like good. an additional, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Whew. But then the tier above that is obviously Steph Curry. He's um his first game that he had against LA, triple double, eighth yep. in his career. Shot like shit, <clears throat> but um, you know, still came up and, mm-hmm. and did what the team needed to, to get that victory. I think it's still a big victory over both 100%. LA teams. 100%. Um, but it, it's insane what we're seeing. So Curry had 45 points, uh, 10 rebounds for the game. That's back-to-back 10 rebound games, I believe, for, yeah. for Curry, which is six two point guard. wild to see. Um, I guess what I wanted to, to ask you about Steph is last year we saw a season from Steph which rivaled one of his MVP seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that good of a season. It's just they didn't see too much. They didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, they had struggled a bit with team success. Do you see us getting another MVP season for Steph? MVP-like season, similar to last season? MVP. Or do you think him getting... Yes, potentially. Yeah. 100%. He's always got that the the rioters and the reporters on his side. So he's going to get those votes. The players love Steph. Mm -hmm. And his game speaks for itself. Yeah, especially when... Clay's still not back mm. and he's able to carry the team. Oh, yeah. Like on the offensive load, absolutely carrying the mm-hmm. team and with insane efficiency. Insane. In, in, insane efficiency. Yes, 100% potential. Okay. Because I feel there's there's the issue of voter fatigue and LeBron mm. has suffered from this. If voter fatigue wasn't a thing, LeBron would have like 10 MVPs, yeah, right? Yeah, well. And Steph would have some voter fatigue. But who currently is someone who has never had an MVP before that could potentially get it this season, as in, like, new voter feeling. You know what I mean? As one. Who? Embiid. Maybe. That's it. That's right. It's like, he's healthy. So, it's likely going to be a repeat MVP. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Giannis has got two? He's got two. Two? Jokic, he's got one, but I don't see him getting back-to-back. So, there's a good chance Steph might get it purely off of voter feeling, which is a bullshit thing. But it makes sense. You know what I mean? And if he's going to have a season like he did last season, or if anything, based off these first two games, 100%, there's a good yeah. chance. No, I completely agree. He's just got so many things going his way. And like 100%. you said, the, the timeline where things are at right now, the only other player I can see potentially getting MVP is, is Joel Embiid. And that's still a maybe. Yeah. Um, he still needs to be healthy. But I can see it happening. I, I completely agree. He's one of my three picks. Yep, he's, he's a top three pick for me right now. And I know it's only two games in. This is always Who, fun. Who's your guesses for MVP? We'll, we'll state them ooh, right here, ooh. right now. All right. You I've got two that are set. Joel Embiid. Yeah. Because of the Ben Simmons drama, he's got a, he's got a load to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Luka Doncic. Interesting. Actually, no, I'm taking out Luka because Jason Kidd doesn't know how to coach Luka. I'm going to be honest Look, right now. we're early days. Early days. Uh, give it time. Know. Give it time. I don't know. Um, can I? I'm going to give a... I'm going to give a... Don't f- say Trey Young. I would like. I don't know. Trey. I wasn't thinking about this. Um, I'm gonna say there is there is a there is a narrative here you could pick a narrative pick. What's the narrative pick? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Okay. Back I mean, from he's injury, leader of a team. Yeah, I still see. playing amazingly. This is his comeback. I can see it actually. That's a, that's not a bad pick. He's my he's him Steph and Luca are my picks. Yeah, I I would a lo- distant fourth. I'd say is Jokic. If they still had Rick Carlisle, I would say Luca, just because his numbers would be so big. But Jason Kidd's already come out and said that we're not shooting threes like we used to. <laughs> Cutting that shit down. I love the confidence. <laughs> I love him like, my team, fuck y'all, my team. 
<laughs> but to be fair, I'd love to see Luca shooting like a couple threes a game and just dominating in the paint and stuff. We'll see how it goes. Look, I, I agree with you, but there are some points where like last game, I saw Luca just bomb it from like 30 feet out and, <laughs> and swish it. I'm like, you know what? I don't have a say in this. Luca, do what you want to do. <laughs> he, he could get MVP. Yeah. But uh, so with, with Steph, we, we can anticipate he's our top three yep. for MVP. Um, as a team, they're looking really, really good. They are. Now, they're basically the opposite of, of the Lakers right now. Lakers have a lot of team chemistry issues. We've got name players, not not good players, and I'll touch on that later. Ooh, interesting. Um, but Golden State, they've had, most for the most part, the same group of guys for quite some the time. The core, yeah. You know, the, the core is there. And Jordan Poole has always been someone that I've said, he, you know, keep an eye on Jordan Poole. You've had it. He's yeah. been one of your boys. Yeah. And... Now everyone's like, he's going to have a leap this year. His first game, baller. Incredible. You know, second game, not that so was much. A, that was a statistical, like, outlier. You know what yeah. I mean? That He's not going to be that good yeah. every game. But but if he show. can be somewhat of just that, a ball handler and a, and a scoring threat. For when Steph goes is, to the bench. Yep. It it elevates this team. It's it's exactly what they need because Kevon Looney still looks like the dude. He is the Caruso of that team, hundred percent. And it looks great my, when I when I see it work. My fucking boy. No, you you're absolutely right. Kevin Looney does what needs to be done on, on that team and that scheme, um, and they just look really really well without um, Clay like, Thompson. Yeah, which is a big deal. And they like I know that that I. Both LA teams aren't ideal right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Lakers have chemistry issues. Brand new team. Nine new mm-hmm. players, I believe it is. Um, and obviously, Kawhi Leonard's not there with the Clippers. But still elite teams. Yeah, still great know? teams. And still playoff-bound teams. Golden State took them down. Yeah. And that's a big deal to me. Because it, it shows that, okay, now they have been getting better. Mm-hmm. Despite Clay being gone for two and a half years, they've been getting better. They've gotten better. As yeah, a team. 100%. And they got Iggy um, back. Iggy's there. And um, it's it's like, whoa, Iggy. But like they can just slot him in. He yeah. knows all the schemes. Absolutely. He knows every play. Absolutely. So where do you see Golden State? Do you do you see them actually being on the top half of the conference? Or do you see them fizzling out a little bit or evening out to where they're the bottom half? Because they're definitely they're definitely making the playoffs. Oh, 100%. It depends when Clay's back. Okay. What part of the season Clay comes back, how long it mm-hmm. takes him to get used to the NBA speed again. Yep. But I see him being around fifth seed. I can see that. I think fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. I had the I exact same thing, fifth or sixth. Steph isn't an Iron Man of the league. No. He does go out from time to time. Yep. And I think those times where he's out, Jordan Paul is going to get better, but he's not going to be able he's to He's not going to carry, carry that team in those times. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's a mix between... Steph gets beat up on plays, on oh, screens. Yeah. He gets torn apart if you watch him. And when does Clay come back? Mm. Like, Steph's going to be incredible, but how long can he carry this team with those wins? Yeah, and uh, who knows, you know, but I, I think it's safe for us to say just off the two games that we've seen and how Curry is playing, how Poole is playing, how the team is looking, they should be around five to six without Clay. That's what I see. 100%. With Clay, if we get like an 80% Clay, maybe a four seed. Yeah. You know, may bump them up. Um, but that's where I kind of see Golden State. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. They're definitely keep, if you've got league pass, watch Golden State games. We're seeing potentially a historic season for Curry again. If you don't again. have League Pass, watch Golden State games. <laughs> yeah. It was it was kind of cool to see as well because um, the the seventy five team just came out for the seventy fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see Reggie Miller when he 
found out. It, that was bittersweet. Yeah. I love that. I love Reggie, one of my favorite players. Um, and it was cool to see him and Steph sit down recently and talk about, you know, uh, Reggie asking Steph about his impact on the game, um, what his thoughts are on the game. Um, and it was cool because Reggie Miller was Steph's favorite player forever. Interesting. Didn't know yeah. that. And you can see it. They're, Steph has modeled his game after Reggie, but taken it to another level. Yeah. Beth, best off-ball players I've yeah. seen as shooters ever, um, which, which is insane. But uh, yeah, just Steph wholeheartedly knows that he's one of the most influential players in the league. And that's, that's a weird thing where we are seeing... Like LeBron's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Undisputed top two. Some people yeah. say he's the best. Some people say he's the second best. Undisputed. There is a clear two. two. There is a one clear two. two. If you don't have him in the top two, at least you you're don't a clown. Basketball. Yes. Yeah. Um, but he's not influential, LeBron. He's not as influential. Hundred percent. I agree with you. And Steph is. He changed the league. And I sometimes I just got to remind myself that we're watching. Still, it looks like prime Steph Curry. I know. I want to. What insane. is your top three influential players? Top three. I've as seen in, his number no, one. No, 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 no. Not culturally. As in influence the league and players in the league and how the game is played. I've got. Is I've that got is that favorite. forever or just a period of time? Forever. Forever. Okay, that's a difficult one. Um, Jordan. You reckon Jordan influenced it that much? Yeah, yeah. I think Jordan is the most complete player, and I think that's we wouldn't have Kobe if we didn't have Jordan and players like that. That's fair. Um, I think Jordan really gave way to two-way guards okay. as yep. a whole. Um, I don't feel like the best about it, um, but I'm trying to think like forever. Like obviously Steph is there. I have Jordan there. Um, I would have picked... Those are two out of my three. I would have picked um, Shaq, but that was only for a period of time. That's my third. Okay. But he changed... Changed the league until just oh, no, yeah, recently. No, yeah, he changed rules. Changed and rules changed. changed because of him. Yeah, they're my three. Um, yeah, like players and the way players. I like. I originally had Kobe instead of MJ because of how much he influenced players. Mm -hmm. But Jordan probably influenced the game of basketball more. Yeah, yeah. I, I Iverson changed the culture. Yes, but in terms of the way the game is played, it's MJ, Steph, and Shaq. Yeah, I, I yeah, we got the same three. Cool. You know, and it's. That that's huge company. Like that's something I I really you gotta watch these Golden State games, man. Yeah. Because he is he changes the game of basketball. Yeah. And he's in his prime still. It's insane. But um yeah. So we we have high hopes for for Golden State. Hundred percent. Yeah. I can see him being fifth or sixth depending on yep. how Steph's uh, body goes and when Clay comes mm -hmm. back. Yep. I do want to have a quick discussion about another point guard in his team. I think going against the team that they they played. In their opener, Grizzlies mm -hmm. and Cavs. Yeah. Adam's a Cavs fan, so we're going to talk about Cavs. Um, and obviously, John Morant, 37 points, 6 and 6 in his opener. Looks very good. What the heck am I looking at? Um, so I'll, I'll touch on Cavs first. Um, did you watch any of this game? No, this is, I saw nothing of this. It's, so look, it's, it's not an eye catcher when you look at <laughs> Memphis versus Cavs. You don't look, expect there's much. a reason. I had limited yeah. time and I'm like, I think I'd rather watch Milwaukee <laughs> and Brooklyn. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to see where these were at because obviously, you know, Cavs got Mobley. Mobley had um, a, a pretty good opening, I believe. I did see they started like four seven-footers, three or four seven-footers. I don't know what they're doing. I'm going <laughs> to be honest. Cav like Adam, I know you love the Cavs. I don't know what you're doing um, because one moment I hear Sexton's being traded, the next is starter and I don't know what's going on. Um, but not a great 
showing per se individually for, for any of the Cavs players. Mm-hmm. But as a team, they're looking good. They're looking better. I expect them to be in the playoff spot. Uh, not playoff spot, uh, play-in play in. Yep. Play spot. We said that as well during yeah. the offseason. And it kind of looks like they'll, they'll get there. But my concern is last season to start off, I think Cavs went like 5-0 and or something. And then they went to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they don't do that again. Hopefully Mobley is actually going to be somewhat consistent because he had a decent game. I think it was like 19, 7, and 6. Or, no, not 7, and 6, 7. He's, he was that. my pick from this draft and I just give him time. Yeah. He'll, he'll figure out the NBA game. He looks all right. And later. Um, but Garland still works, looks like he has, need, has work to do. I want Sexton to take more on, but I don't know what their front office is wanting from, from Sexton. I'm a bit confused by it. But as a team, they're looking better. Mm-hmm. And then what I think, what does this team look like when it's a little more evolved, well, a lot more evolved? And that's kind of Memphis. When I was looking yeah. at the two, I was like, Memphis just look like a complete version of of whatever other mm-hmm. team is going against them. Yeah. Memphis, like Jar Morant, and I, I want to touch on Jar first. He is one of the, the few point guards in the league that can control the pace of the game. It's yeah. now gotten to the point where he can control the pace of the game. He's gotten a lot better at that over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah it's the past couple of seasons specifically. Yeah. Um, and it was very evident before in he game. was just going too quick. Too quick. And now he can control it. He... And that's a bucket to stop, a, like the the opposition. Controlling the pace is something it's very hard to teach. Very we praised Lamelo mm-hmm. for it because he controls the pace so much, mm-hmm. and I want to touch on him. At yeah, some yeah, point. absolutely. But yeah, like Jar has has learnt this skill very early on in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so hundred percent, he controls that pace so yeah. so well. And that's that's a difference maker when you've got like every other player on this Memphis squad has team players. So they just locked up Triple J for, for a good deal. So he's there for the long run, which is beautiful. He's mm-hmm. a uh, rim protector and he's, he's a shooter. Um, plays great with Jar. Kyle Anderson uh, is, is looking great. Um, and then Dylan Brooks is out currently, but he will be back. And there's some other players as well um, on that squad. But they just look really, really good. They got Jarrett Culver as well, right? Yeah, Culver. Yeah, um, they're just piece. Looking like a really good squad. Taylor Jenkins looks like he knows what he's doing as mm-hmm. head coach. And I see them, and I, the, the question I want to ask for you, because obviously Memphis have gotten better and better and better, and it's off the back of, of Jar Morant. He's getting better and better and better. Um, do you see them being a playoff lock in the West? And I, I specifically use the word lock. No. No. The West is... It's so stacked, Even right? the East is so stacked. The, the NBA, it feels like right now... There is so little teams tanking. Yep. And so little teams are like, oh, we're not too sure if they make the playoffs. Mm. Compare this to 2017 or when the like, Golden State and Cavs were always the finals, right? You knew there was like four or five teams in each that were strong and the rest were and across the league, right? And the rest were there. But now it seems like there is eight teams in each division that are incredible. And then there are another three teams in each division that are very, very good. Yep. I don't see them as a lock, despite them being very, very, very fucking good. I, it's kind of my thoughts on Memphis, and I'll be honest with you. Like, I have them, like, half of my brain is they're too good to miss the playoffs. The other half is I feel like the NBA as a whole has just gotten so much better. Every team is just so much more competitive than what it once was. 100%. 
and it's hard for me to put them as a lock despite how great this team is looking now. Um, yeah, no, I just I was curious to get your thoughts on on where you think they are. Like, I I think they'll make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't see them as a lock. No, like you know? they could go play in. Yeah, they could go the seventh yeah. seed. Do I see them going much higher than seventh? No, is that a knock on them? No. Yeah, the the scariest thing, and it's the last thing I'll say about Memphis right now. The scariest thing about Memphis is if it's nearing the end of the season, I guarantee you, if they're close to making the playoffs, they're just under, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a team more determined than a young team. Correct. They are going to gun for that. 100%. And that's going to be hard. If you're an old team like San Antonio, like, and San Antonio aren't an old team. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. But they are an old team, you know what I mean? Like, they still play like they're 50 years old. Even though it's all young guys now. Like, it's, it's so weird. San Antonio is so boring again. Because they still play of old. Yeah. Um, but it's like if you're a team that just still kind of plays or is old, you're not going to beat Memphis. They're going to get that spot. Um, and that's what's scary about them. All, all young guys, something to prove and Taylor Jenkins yeah. is all for. Yeah. You know? I hear. They're very determined, very hungry. Yes. Yes. They're the dogs of the West. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, Miami are the Bulldogs of the East. Yeah. It seems like Grizzlies are the Bulldogs of the West. Oh, I like that. And both like very team focused. Yeah. I love it. That's that's a good comparison. Um, one team which is no longer a lock for me. Yeah. Portland. Yeah, no. I don't feel good. No. And so they just had their opener. Chauncey Billups is now the head coach. Lost his first game as head coach. That's a bit disappointing considering he was going against um, Kings. Kings. <laughs> Kings. It's Sacktown. I'm maybe, sorry, Kings fans. Maybe but Grizzlies are a lock if Portland are going to be... So, I mean, like, I, I, because of so many things, I see Memphis making it, but I still don't have them as a lot. But I don't know if this is it anymore. It's not. I they don't did, they've know. They've gotten worse every year. I wouldn't say they've gotten worse every year. The past, like, five to seven years, they've always been competitive. No, no, no. Like, since since they made the Western Conference Finals. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can say that about any team. Any team that doesn't make the conference finals again. No, no, no. no. They look worse. They look worse. They look like shit. The only reason they've done anything last year because of a dame. Yeah. Who else in that team did anything? What? Mellow? This this game. Last year. CJ had the best year of his career. Did it feel like it? Yes. Didn't feel like it to me. I don't know why. I don't know why. CJ had a great career. And he's having a career. (laughs) He is having a great career. But... One of the things I wanted to touch on with this Portland team, all right, is CJ has already is starting off to a better season than Dame, far better already. Um, I think he had thirty four points in the open, a great efficiency. Just he's, he's a killer right now, um, and he's always up in trade talks for like Ben Simmons, things like that. And even without Ben Simmons, it's like one of these got to go, and we don't yeah. want to let Dame go. No, but I find it difficult. The more CJ is with that team, the more I'm like. I don't want to let you go because you are the consistency piece that we need when Dame is not consistent because Dame is not too consistent. I'll be honest with you, especially come playoff time. He's he's clutch, but there are games where he goes for 17 points and CJ goes for 30, you know? And it's, if I'm trading CJ, I need someone that's going to get me 20 to 30 points. And there are not a lot of players on the market that do that right now, right? That's the thing. Like, CJ's not just some... He's not JC, you know, Jordan Clarkson. This guy is an elite shooting guard in the league. And you need something. And it's like, like I said, the more I watch him, the more I'm like, 
I don't know. I I want to move off of CJ because running it back again and again isn't doing you any favors. But letting him go could be a big mistake if you don't get a huge return. Yeah. He it, deserves a huge return. Like he he is having good statistical games. But when I look at CJ, when I watch him play, I don't see the second best player on a team. Wild to me. And like the stats prove me wrong. But when mm. I look him look at him and watch him play, I don't think you're the second best player. Like, he is the second best player in Portland. Mm. But if he was on, like, a real championship team, oh, no. to me, he wouldn't be the second best player. No, no, no. If, if you know I... what I mean? I'm not saying he's, the, he's not the second best player in Portland. He yeah, is. No. But when if he was on a real championship contending team, wow, that's a knock at Portland. <laughs> but, like, I wouldn't <laughs> see him as the second best player. And he shouldn't be the second best player. No, I agree with you 100%. I don't then, think he should be the second best player. But there are uh, quite a few third third best players of the team that are going to get you 20 to 30 points when you need it, you know? And that that's what you expect for CJ McCollum. If, if you get a player back that cannot get you 20, you are fucked. But they're not fucked now, though. They they are, like... I If, if you want to put the an image in the dictionary of mixed emotions, it's Portland's logo, baby. I had so mixed. And I think that's the fan base as a whole, because on paper, you've got one of the best backcourts in the league. Yeah. Damon CJ, whether you like it or not, they're they're a phenomenal backcourt. They make the playoffs every year, multiple 50 win seasons, made the Western conference finals recently. You know, they're, they're a great team. The other half of that is, I don't know if CJ's it. I don't know if Dame's going to be here. Chauncey Billups is a brand new head coach. He doesn't look like he's that good right now. Uh, Nurk isn't what we thought he was going to be. No. We invested so much in Zach Collins. Now he's gone. He's gone. You know, it's so much of this is, I don't know. What's a wing player? I don't know how to feel right now. And that's kind of where I stand with it. And I feel like Chauncey Billups may have invested in a bit of a catastrophe very, very soon. But at the same time, if you're Chauncey Billups, head coaching position, you take it. Oh, Whether yeah. it's good, bad, or otherwise. I I was um listening to Woj's podcast, and he does one-on-ones all the time. And mm-hmm. he did one with Chauncey Billups. Um, it was, it was insightful. I love this insightful stuff. Was this before he got the head job or after? After. Okay. And he was talking about um, why he took it and why he hasn't taken one before. Because Chauncey's like, I could have had multiple head coaching positions beforehand. He's stuck as an assistant head coach for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's this insight that I love because he was saying, as an assistant coach, he was an assistant coach, I believe it was Ty Lue. Correct. Um, and and he with was, Doc as well. Yep. And he was talking about Ty Lue specifically. And he was like, I admittedly, under Ty Lue, was not ready. The amount of work that Ty Lue puts in, day in, day out, the man doesn't sleep, is insane. I wasn't ready for that. The amount of dedication to the players the organization, the knowledge on the fly that you have to have, I didn't have that. And it's crazy to me because we don't generally look high on Ty Lue mm-hmm. as a head coach. He's, he's a great head coach, but we don't generally talk about him that yeah, way. Yeah. And for Chauncey Billups to come out and say with Woj, like he's a phenomenal, like his IQ is off the charts. Mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups is one of the best point guards I've ever seen. And to say that, and yeah. to say he wasn't ready. High praise from someone we consider yeah. up there. It's the biggest praise you can get. Yeah. 
and now he he finally feels he's ready. Um, he feels his approach right now is I've been a point guard in the league. I know how these players play. I'm going to approach it that way. And it should be a good thing on paper. Chauncey Billups kind of felt like he was played in an era which wasn't best suited for his talents. Granted, he got a chip. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been great right now for his play style. Um, but I feel like it could work with CJ and Dame. Yeah. But I would say now in the back of my mind, I've there's that human side of it where it's, oh yeah, sometimes they don't feel ready. They know that there's a knowledge gap between mm-hmm. coach to coach, player to player, coach to player, player to coach. Yeah. And it's like, oh, because this situation right now is not ideal. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that he can really pull things together for Portland. I hope so. Because I don't know if Dame's going to be there by the end of the year. And I never thought I'd say that. He always he always says, I want to be here forever. I want to be here forever. But at the same time, you know, like he's also ultra competitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long is that going to... Yeah. How long is that going to stay there? You it's know it's I mean? the same thing I have with Luca as well. Like Luca is one of the most competitive people I've ever seen. And Europeans, if, man. They're yeah. ridiculous. So like, kid... This is a PSA to you, my friend. Yeah. If you don't, if if you don't let him start shooting threes again, he's, he's out. gonna start shooting threes. He's out. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy competitive. Luca's gonna come out in the other team's jersey. Like I told you, Jason. <laughs> I told you. Let me shoot. <laughs> he's gonna come out in the in the uh, Mavs jersey. He's gonna take it off <laughs> underneath and he stares at Jason Kidd. You've done this. <laughs> this is your doing, Jason. I will burn you now. Uh, I love the idea of people just calling him by his first name. Yeah. It just feels super <laughs> Jason. weird. Jason. Because <laughs> who is that? <laughs> but you got it. Unless you, they call him Coach. No one's calling him Coach Kid. That sounds good. Coach Kid? Coach Kid, what's up? Coach Child? No. Adolescent Coach? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? God damn. Jason. Hello, Jason. Hello, Jason. <laughs> you know he's got that his whole life because that's his first name. <laughs> Yeah. But when we see him, we see Jason Kidd. We Jason don't see Kidd. Jason. Yeah, it's it's followed by the kid. Yeah. With the double D, it just it. What that up, sounded, kid with the double D? That sounded really wrong. That sounded really really wrong. I apologize. Um, but it's apologize like, to Jason. Josh, J- Jason Kidd Josh, sounds Josh. sounds normal. It's like it Josh sounds, Jackson. Hey, sounds, Josh. I give up with you. You're a, you're a lost cause right now. Thank you. Um, there are a couple. How are we for time? We got we got a well. we got about we got another ten, 10 minutes 10 or minutes. so. Um, I've got a couple more things I wanted to go through, but is there anything that you want to touch on, which is potentially more important? Nothing's real jumping out at me. Like, uh, the Portland stuff we talked about, I, mm-hmm. I, the main thing I wanted to touch on was Milwaukee and Brooklyn, but we did. Yeah. Katie looks amazing. Um, I guess. And, yeah. Uh, Giannis looks incredible. Those are just to keep more, keep an eye on. Yeah. Cause I didn't get too much out of that particular no, game. No, it's Whereas, just those two players look yeah. unstoppable. I guess. Yeah. Out of one game, what I got more from was obviously the Lakers opener. Yes. And Golden um, State. Yeah. So we, we touched on Golden State. We have high hopes for them this season, especially Curry and, and Jordan Paul. But LA Lakers, that is. Oh, you want to talk about that? Oh, I'm I'm a bit worried right don't, now. Don't. And no, he, here's, here's the reason why. Because obviously, those that don't know, I'm Lakers fan, despite wearing a Utah hat. Yeah, I could barely um, tell. <laughs> you, always, you always rag on me for not, for not repping my team as much. But hey, look what's on the dome. Shut up. Denver, baby. Shut up. <laughs> if you weren't so far away, I'd slap you. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd, give you, you, I'd give you a caressing kiss. You know I would. You Keep talking it. about your You'd fake team. Um, fake team? <laughs> We're champions. Where's your chip? Um, so the thing with the, the Lakers, <laughs> I'm just going to sure Jokic has eaten many gonna, chips in his time. Oh, my God. The thing with the Lakers right now is we lost to a team 
that where Brom went for 34, I believe, Anthony Davis went for 30, we still lost. That's atrocious. We should never lose a game where our two go-to players score 30 plus. Yeah. doesn't make any sense. like 70 points between them. Yeah. And that's already a bad sign. And then I was... uh, Russell Westbrook, by the way, I want to go through this because Westbrook's getting a heap, a heap of shit right now. Yeah. And he damn well shouldn't be. So I'm going to go through a list. Yeah. Okay. Russell Westbrook went four from 13. Oh, that's a bit of an oof right there. Yeah. Not the worst. Let me go through some of the other opening splits. Damian Lillard, eight of 24. Not great. Mm -hmm. Bradley Bill, seven of 19. Not great. Jonas Valanciunas, three of 19. Donovan Mitchell, six of 17. Devin Booker, three of 15. James Harden, 6 of 16. Steph Curry, 5 of 21. That's an oof. Kelly Oubre Jr., 5 of 17. Kuzma, 4 of 13. Fred Van Vliet, 5 of 20. That's another oof. Mm-hmm. OG Ananobi, 3 of 17. Laurie Markin, 4 of 14. That's a lot of oofs. The worst, Jason Tatum, 7 of 30. <laughs> that one hurts the soul. But I'm half of them had worse than Westbrook. Yeah. No one's talking about them. And I'm not it's Westbrook. That's the thing. Like it's it's so not fair for Westbrook. He's a Hall of Fame point guard, still plays great basketball, mm-hmm. and it's not warranted. You know, and part of the issue with this, if if you watch the game, is why on earth is Vogel playing Rondo and Dwight on the court when you've also got Westbrook on the I court? Don't know. I don't know. Like that makes zero sense to me. When you've got Westbrook going downhill, the boy loves to go downhill, mm-hmm. all right? You don't want Dwight Howard clogging the lane and you don't want Rondo on the three-point line. Mm-hmm. That leaves two other players on the team which are going to space the floor. That's very easy to counter yeah. if you've only got to worry about two. two. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. It's why LeBron historically has been so successful with shooters LeBron around LeBron with shooters. And it's the same, similar thing with, with Westbrook. You don't want to play him on the same time with, with Dwight Howard and Rondo. So a lot of this isn't on Westbrook. But I'm, I'm concerned mainly for the fact, and I touched on it briefly before, it feels like it's kind of a gift and a curse being a Lakers fan. And I don't know, you, you might throw up inside hearing me talk about it. But... We love to go after name players and not good players. Correct. It sells tickets. Yes. I love Kendrick Nunn. I love Melo. I love Malik Monk. I I love all these guys. We got Avery Bradley back. We got Dwight back, um, who I think Dwight was the right acquisition to get. Correct. But we lost. We just lost. And I want to emphasize this. Caruso and Kuzma. And I want to put them two together. Okay. Caruso's a big loss. Caruso's the biggest loss. He is... And I, and I mean this, and you're going to agree with me, I guarantee you, you can pop him on any of the 30 teams in the league, wherever they're at in the season, he slots right in. 100%. His IQ is insane. Do you remember what I've been saying about Crusoe for the past two years? Is he's the third best player yes. on that team. Yep. And guess what? He's one of the best players on Chicago right now. Mm-hmm. It's, his IQ is insane. His effort's insane. His, his willing to commit to the team is insane. And willing to commit is also something that Kuzma had. His best years were when LeBron just joined 
and got worse and worse and worse and worse because we kept changing Kuzma. We kept needing to change his play style to fit LeBron and AD. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't have any slander towards Kuzma. He, yeah, he wasn't he great. He changed the pathway of his career to match the success he was that 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 the coach thought it was. Absolutely. And the fact that we just lost two guys that we did everything for the team mm-hmm. and the scheme and, and their commitment is unmatched. For name guys that I don't know what we're going to get in return, like Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, Avery Bradley, guys like this. And I, we got Avery Bradley back who, you know, he hopefully is going to be good for us. But it concerns me and, and Mello as well because none of those guys I can see committing to the same way to a scheme, to a coach. The way they did. The way they did. And that's why I put them two together because they both did the yep. same amount. 100%. Um, and that's what worries me. Is sure at some point Kendrick Nunn's going to go off for 25 points. Sure Malik Monk's going to go off for 25 points at some point. Avery Bradley still looks like a great on-ball defender. But I, I'm not going to get those Caruso hustle plays. I'm not going to get you know the effort that Kuzma puts in. That's that's the way I feel no, 100%, right now. You're right. You're 100% right. Is it's it's the issue with these big name teams is especially Lakers. Lakers more than anyone else. Mm. They go for big names over what the team needs. Yeah. And it's it happens. Yeah. It happens all the fucking time. It's just if, if you're an LA fan like I am, be cautious. Like obviously support the team. You'll still be a you good know? team, but it it is a worry. It's a worrying thought. Just be realistic with it because we were in the play-in last year. Yeah. And I know I know that there were obviously injury issues and things like that. We weren't at full health. We were first seed down to play in. That's yeah. a drastic drop. It is a drastic throughout drop. one season. So I don't think it's a given right now. We are a lot for the playoffs. You have LeBron and AD. There's no way we don't. Yeah. But be honest with it, um, support it, but understand that, you know, there are going to be some growing pains here and the loss of Caruso and Kuzma, I think will be, will be felt throughout the you season. You lost some very key pieces yeah. that did things that didn't always show up the most on the stat sheet. Yep. They, you lost intangibles. Yep. And intangibles is so hard to grasp. Mm. So, um, yeah, there were, there were a couple other things. Cautious, we're, we're a but bit, optimistic. Yeah, we're a bit, uh, we got to wrap up. We got to wrap we'll up. Say, we are yeah. running long, but it is good to be back. We didn't get to all our talking points, but guess what? We'll be back next week. Yeah. We yes. are back to a weekly schedule and it is exciting because I missed this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I've really missed it. It feels good to actually talk about all the games going on. We've been treated to an absolute delight. You know, the, the game, one of the games didn't get to, didn't, didn't get to talk about was the opener with New York and Boston. Yep. Oh my God. Jalen Brown, Julius Randle here to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate which... New York fans. Did you watch the video? Yeah, I did. I hate New York I fans. I love him. But Evan fucking Fournier, our boy. Is he too good to be a boy? No. He's my boy. Okay. He's yeah, been he's my boy, boy for a while. Yeah. He's, he's fucking talented. he's white. And he got, he's mixed, I believe. No, he looks white as He's well, so he? talented and he didn't gel that well in Boston. But man, that guy's fucking good. Yeah. No one respects him. No he's one respects him. He's fucking good. He's, we didn't talk about so Denver. MBJ playing incredible. Jokic playing incredible. They won my list too. Next next week. 100%. Next week. It's going to be either how great was MPJ this week to, oh man, it's going to be out for a couple of years with that back injury. Oh, don't. <laughs> God, it always plays on my mind. Oh, it always shit. plays on my mind. But we, that'll have to be next week. Because we it. unfortunately have to wrap it up this week. We've, yeah. hit, we've hit our hour mark. 
Um, if you've made it through this far, I just want to say thank you very, very much. If, you've, if you're a new fan starting in a new season, welcome. We record every week. Um, oh, we didn't say our names at the start of the pod. Oh, I'm, I'm Tyler. I'm Josh. <laughs> wow. We're a bit rusty. We're a bit rusty. Yeah, a bit we rusty. record every week. We talk about basketball every fucking week. We are lifelong fans. Um, please join us. Our pod usually goes for an hour. Um, sometimes a little bit longer if, if we're ranting. Sometimes a little bit less if it's been a light week. But if you've made it through this far, thank you very, very much. It's a favorite part of our week every week. And we love it so much. If you can tell your friends, get your friends to tell their friends. Um, we are on Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, Anchor, Breaker, YouTube. Because if you're listening to this via audio, we do do a video podcast. We've got a brand new setup, which we didn't even talk about. We got too excited. A, too excited. We got a new setup, new chairs, new mics, new camera. Everything looks great. Hopefully, it sounds great. It sounds great in our test pod, which we might talk about at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah thank you very, very much. Hope to see you guys all next week. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.